The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Before it was supposed to the bow. Nothing but the repeat with Wentz back on the throne. All we do is set trends, so you know what we own. Yep, I'm back with the remixes for the job. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice, we're not done. 2019, we adding another one. Yeah, you heard me right on every Tuesday night. 8 to 10, birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the big facts for the fans. By the fans, exactly where we at. Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1, baptized by the Pope, been bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas, get blessed by Ginger Jesus. We disciples of the tree. Wait, C H M P S. Don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the NFC, conquer the AFC. Grab that Vince Lombardi, went to AJ, climb it up the gut. Be grand with the strip sack. This sound familiar, huh? On the slot, Sproles with the return, Mills with the pig six. Okay, wait, it gets worse. J train on the run, JE hitting from 60. But you see in that D line, that's what you don't want to see. Earth's catching tubs, foes on another level. The Super Bowl ain't the only time you see that Philly special. We live from Broad Street, brotherly loves the heartbeat. Hungry dogs run faster, and we don't eat cheap. No one likes us, and we don't care. Cause we from Philly, and we ain't never scared. Look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? We set out on a journey this season, right? We had we had some goals. We didn't meet some of them, but one of them would always get in the tournament. Always get in and let's see what happens, okay? Because this team, we are not done yet. Hey, like we said before the game, man, we ain't sneaking in. We kicked the door down. You know I mean, we in this party. Nobody wanted us in, but guess what they got to do with us now, man? Keep your mind right, man. Keep playing as a family. Keep fighting. Keep having fun, all right? Family of three. One, two, three. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome, boys and girls, to a very special wild card playoff edition of the 4th and John Show, episode number 84. Guess what, boys and girls? We made it! We made it! We're in the dance, baby! I don't know how the hell we made the playoffs. I mean, I know how we made it. I know how we made it. I was there to see it, but I still can't believe that the Philadelphia Eagles backdoored their way into the playoffs. I feel like a new man. I feel rejuvenated. I feel reinvigorated. I feel re-energized. Because I'll be honest with the listeners at home. Gail and I have had conversations in private outside of this studio. In fact, everybody in this studio I've had conversations with saying this. This season has been a mentally, physically, let alone financially draining season. And if you're a diehard Eagles fan like I am, like I know all of you listening are, you dump your heart, you dump your soul into this team. So it has been mentally draining. Look, it's one thing to lose a game if you have a good team. All right. Let's say you're the New Orleans Saints and you drop a dud against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, all's well. You can brush that off. You've got the number one seed. You're still steamrolling and curb stomping teams. It's all fine. Takes the sting out of the loss. If you have a bad team, like let's say, I don't know, the New York Giants, you lose a game, you, you blow. You stink. You know you're going to lose the game. You don't go into any of these games expecting to win. Yes, you did. But with the Philadelphia Eagles, it has been such an up-and-down season, up-and-down wins and losses, great wins, heartbreaking losses, and I feel like a new man. I feel reinvigorated. I feel like a weight is lifted off my shoulders because... And my fuse is lit! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. You're in the playoffs. You're 0-0. So is everybody else. The fact that we lost an overtime game against the Tennessee Titans or blew that lead against the Carolina Panthers doesn't matter. The fact that we dusted off the Philly special on the season opening night uh, to beat the Atlanta Falcons doesn't matter. The fact that we won in L.A. doesn't matter. The fact that we got our butts handed to us on a gold and black platter down in New Orleans doesn't matter. None of it matters because you're in the dance. Everybody's 0-0, and this is a game of matchups. Now, let's play, you know, you know, let's play hypotheticals here. If the Eagles were to actually pull this off, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Because we could just as easily be in here next week having a completely different conversation. And this new man attitude that I have right now could go right out the window. But let's play the hypothetical game. Let's say that the Eagles were actually able to pull this off, being in the dance, and get their way to the Super Bowl. That in and of itself, believe it or not, would be more impressive than winning the Super Bowl last year. Because if you think about where this team was last year, okay, Carson Wentz goes down the, in L.A., but they already had the division wrapped up. They were already going to the playoffs. All Nick Foles had to do in the last three games of the season was beat, really, three cookie-cutter teams with a, a first-round bye on the line and then home field advantage throughout. Who'd you have to go through? You had to go through the New York Giants, albeit they played you kind of tough. You had to go through the Oakland Raiders and then a meaningless game against the Dallas Cowboys. This was tougher. This was more miraculous. 
Because you had to go out and beat the number two seed in the NFC playoffs in the Los Angeles Rams. And then you had to beat a division leader, the AFC South, in the Houston Texans. Now the Washington Redskins are the Washington Redskins. But the fact that they even got to the playoffs, getting hot at the right time, is miraculous. And then, last year, you had that first round bye and then two home games. Now you're on the road. Now you have to play three games. But when I say that this is a 0-0 season now, and it's a season of matchups, one of the other things that, we're, that, that is so important when going to the postseason for any football team is how hot are you? And the Eagles right now, after winning the last three games, are piping hot. I can no longer use words like impossible and can't with this team. Not with what they pulled off last year and not with what they pulled off this year. Can't do it. I mean, if you just to talk about how hot the Philadelphia Eagles actually are under Nick Foles, led by Nick Foles over the last 3 games. Let's took a, let's take a look at the offensive ranking throughout the season. They were 14th in total offense, 365 yards. In the last three games, they're putting up 445 yards per game. If that was projected throughout the season, they'd be number one in the league. Dang, that's kind of dope. Points per game offensively, 18th for the 2018 season at 22.9. The last three games, 28.67. That would be best for fourth in the league. Passing offense would have been number one at 336 yards. Running offense got incrementally better. They would have been ranked 19th. But you're talking about a 98-yard per game average up to a 108. This team is getting hot at the right time. And they just so happen to stumble their way into the playoffs. And you can look at the high-powered offenses of the New Orleans Saints. You can look at the talent that's surrounding the Los Angeles Rams. You can take a look at the Dallas Cowboys and saying that they're impressive and they're playing physical defense. You can say the same about this uh, about the Seattle Seahawks. You can take a look at that Chicago Bears defense and saying, man, they're going to be tough to beat. I guarantee you, all those teams didn't want to see the Eagles in the playoffs. Because you can no longer use the word can't. You can no longer use the word impossible. Because when this team is playing with confidence, when this team is playing with swagger, and most importantly, when this team is playing with Nick Foles, nothing, absolutely nothing, is impossible. Hey, tell me how good this feels right now. Absolutely. Evan Hollywood Hearn, how are you doing this evening? Yes, yes. E, um... I wish I could come to you with the same energy right now, but I've got some repenting to do. Okay. Uh, I would like to take this time to apologize to the city of Philadelphia. I, Evan Hearn, even after witnessing the greatest underdog story of all time playing out last year, had written this team off after the Saints blowout. I thought thought the season was over. I, I really did. I was looking at what our defense looks like. In, in the backfield that we have, I was looking at the trajectory of our offense, and I wasn't feeling confident heading into the rest of the season. I thought, I thought this season was going to end up being a wash. But to touch on something that you said, e, I completely agree with you in that if the Eagles can find a way to get to the Super Bowl, it would be even more impressive Absolutely. than winning it last year. Because, like you said, we had, we had the first round by. We already had a playoff spot locked up last year. 
Nick Foles really needed to dig deep, as did the rest of these these defensive guys who we didn't even know their names at the beginning of the year. Everybody dug deep and re- really impressed me for the uh, the end of the season. Um, this Eagles team has looked complete, like a completely different team over the past month. They're playing with a different energy, and it's hard to ignore th- what's glaring us in the face in that ever since Nick Foles has taken over the reins of this team, they've been playing completely different. Um, this team seems to fight better when they're backed into a corner, I've noticed. Absolutely. Um, and I just, uh, it, it, it was crazy for me to, to witness what I've witnessed over the past few weeks and watching these, their complete resurgence to this Eagles. But I want to know from you, what was it like down in Washington being able to watch the Eagles? <laughs> and and, and, and yeah. th- not to mention yeah. the fact, let's, let's touch on the fact that you guys completely outnumbered Washington's own fans. I mean, you, you guys were Dude. in the concourse doing chants. Tell me about it. Uh, uh, you, you know what? In every season, you're lucky if you walk away with a handful of memorable moments. You're lucky in any given season if you just walk away with a few moments that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And that was definitely one of those moments that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I've never seen anything like that. First of all, uh, FedEx Field... You've all heard out there in, in Radio Land, you've all heard it's a dump. I can verify that it's worse than you think. <laughs> I mean, it has all the charm of a low budget airport. It's dirty, it's dingy. Uh, there's better soccer stadium. The, the Philadelphia Union have a better stadium than, than FedEx Field. It is absolutely a trash stadium. It needs a fresh coat of. Like, you're walking up the rails. Anything good to eat in the stadium? No, the food is terrible. Mm. The in-game presentations are terrible. Oh, speaking of the in-game presentations, you never, you never. I got to tell a couple stories. Go ahead, because this was just hysterical. So during one of the commercial timeouts, you know they have a little in-game entertainment while you at home are watching uh, commercials there. And one of them was a a couple, right? And they had big old cue cards, and it was like a uh, how well do you know your your, your significant, significant other, other. Yeah. So, you know, something cheesy like that. Yeah. So. Uh, the, the, you know, they asked them, okay, you wrote down on a cue card, who's your favorite Redskins player? And they both... Um, DJ Swearinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they both hold up a player, I, Ryan Kerrigan. Okay. Right. Uh, what was your first uh, Redskins game watching with each other? And they both held it up. And so the announcer goes, and what will you say when he asks you to marry you? And then this guy, this Redskins fan, drops to one knee what? and proposes... To an empty stadium, except for Eagles fans, proposes to his girl. Why in the world, uh, when you're about to start a journey with your significant other for the rest of your life, would you do it at FedEx Field in a meaningless game, surrounded by Eagles fans? But all that, when she said yes, they got booed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they got booed. That's terrible. Could you imagine them? Could you imagine going home being like, "Oh my God, he proposed to me," and I said, "Yes." Oh, Betty, tell me, tell me how he did it. Tell me how he did. Well, we did it in the end zone of uh, of of uh, FedEx Field, and uh, yeah, we got booed off the field. We got beer thrown at us. You know, you know, she's just gonna end up cheating on him with some Eagles fan. So different. Philadelphia. I, I would love to see the photos of the moment that that happened and like seeing the Eagles fans in the background. They're having this beautiful moment as a couple and you just see Eagles fans with some big middle fingers right over Oh, man, but they got booed. Yeah. They got freaking booed. And then they had uh, twice they did it. You think they would have learned the first
first time. Twice they did it. They they had, you know, your typical, then they do it in NBA, they do it in hockey, you know, like a t-shirt toss, right? Yeah. Who wants a t-shirt? And yeah. then you got the Redskins. Gritty little, comes out. Yeah, you got, you got the little interns running out and throwing, you know, these burgundy t-shirts into the crowd. Well, what do you think the crowd started to do? Throw them back? They threw them back. <laughs> they threw them back on the field. Not once, but twice. You'd think uh, you think they would have learned the first time. They did they it twice. They came back out after they threw them back. What, what, what kind of entertainment are you going to have? Oh, my goodness. So they're throwing these burgundy t-shirts back out on the field, and you know these little interns who have been told specifically never to step foot on the field. You're allowed on the sidelines, but never go on the field, are now with this panicked look on their face like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and they're running and scurrying on the field trying to pick up all the t-shirts. It was hysterical. Eagles fans, I once again got to tip my hat to you. Absolutely unbelievable job once again taking over a stadium, making your voices heard. Uh, You know, it's easy for me to sit here and say it was a 70-30 split. And usually when... In the favor of the Eagles. In the favor of the Eagles. And usually when I'm saying stuff like that, normally it's a, let's say a slight exaggeration. No, it was easily a 70-30 split, if not more. There were Eagles fans all over the place. When the Redskins got introduced, they got introduced raining down to nothing but booze. Uh, Every time the Redskins had a third down, it sounded like a home game. And then when they would... The Redskins stopped showing... Yeah. The you know you know during commercial break they'll show you the out of town scores the highlights they stopped showing the Bears game because it was riling up the Eagles the cra- fans, the Eagles fans yeah. a little bit too much unbelievable experience tell to me, be there tell me about the uh, the tailgate situation was the tailgate atmosphere uh, equivalent to how it felt inside the stadium tailgate prior to it prior to the game yeah no, well, was, the, was the, it packed the, with the Eagles fans or yeah, did the, the, the Eagles the, fans the, show up when the game started the, the, Red, the Redskins they don't. They don't really tailgate. I learned that last year. I was there at the first game of the season, the season opener last year. And they opened up the lots very late, so there wasn't much of a, of a tailgate scene. But what I will say is that after the Eagles won and after we, you know, that fourth quarter was absolutely amazing. Uh, after that, we stuck around in the seats to just... Soak it in. So, soak it in, but also to keep track of what was happening because the Bears-Vikings Bears. game yeah. wasn't over. I wasn't on the main concourse like you see those uh, videos. Tw- videos tweeted out. I wasn't there, but when I was sitting in the seats and when it was finally over, we went out to the parking lot, had trouble finding the car because we didn't know exactly where we were. We don't know the lay of the land. Right. All of a sudden, we start hearing this music, this music hitting. And uh, wherever there's music... You know, I throw a mean tailgate. Wherever there's music, there's a party. Mm-hmm. So we go and we find the source of the music. There must be 100 Eagles fans celebrating in the parking lot with a DJ, just partying their asses off wow. that we made the, made the playoffs. That's awesome. I tweeted out a couple videos of it, but I can never imagine a scenario ever, ever, where A, an opposing fan base took over Lincoln Financial Field, B, where we would allow them to celebrate in our parking lot. In our parking lot, yeah. I can never imagine a Not scenario. A now, I, now I get. I I have respect for the Redskins fans that showed up. Mm-hmm. You had no reason to show up. You had to deal with us. You must be diehard fans because it's cold and you're miserable. You have no reason to be here yet. You showed up, but uh, the the Redskins fans were. Far and few in between. That's that speaks to the Eagles fans' ruggedness. Just because, just thinking about that, th- thinking about walking out of the the Eagles Stadium after a loss, I've seen angry 
Eagles fans. I've seen angry, drunk Eagles fans. And to think that at the end of the season, if any other team were to be celebrating in our parking lot, like those tables wouldn't be flipped over in half a second. Oh, there would be a riot. Yeah. There would be a riot. It'd be crazy. Now, now, all I can remember, right, because I've been going to the game since Veterans Stadium. Right. You know, I've been around for a couple bad seasons. You know, uh, more specifically, let's say the last uh, season of Andy Reid. I think we went four and twelve, something like that. Last uh, season of Chip, then we go like four and twelve, something. You know, it, it, uh, it was a bad season. Six right? and ten, I believe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Now, the last game of the seasons were coincidentally against the Redskins. Redskins fans still didn't show up, and I would look up at the stands, and on the upper level of the stands, it would be half empty, and it would break my heart. But I understood why Eagles fans weren't showing up. I'm going to show up. I'm yeah. diehard. I'm, yeah. This is what I live for. But I understand why they didn't w- wouldn't show up. The, they're, they're, in essence, protesting the fact that the organization has done a, a completely miserable job. But had there been no Eagles fans at FedEx Field, that place... You empty. you couldn't even fill out the bottom bowl. It, you want to talk about a miserable organization with no direction, with a dump of a stadium. I wash my hands of you, Washington. <laughs> I would th- thanks for being hosts. We enjoyed our time there. We had a very memorable moment, but we are moving on. Yes. Unlike the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yes. Oh, which, by the way. Oh, nothing pleases me more than seeing those Midwestern Levi jean wearing mom want to talk to a manager haircut <laughs> having just terrible soft baby lotion Charmin soft fans now have to go home courtesy of the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles. It, it played out exactly the way I'd hoped. Kirk Cousins, you're 80, what, 84 million? 84 million 84 guaranteed. guaranteed quarterback, throws up something like a buck 38, and you're out of the playoffs. You got that guy to take you over the hump. He didn't even get you into the playoffs. Nothing warms my soul more on that drive home than knowing that Minnesota Vikings fans were also driving home from their home stadium. With a sour puss on their face. With the playoffs on the line. With their $84 million quarterback, knowing that they'll be sitting at home on the couch, despite what you did during the regular season. Yeah, you kicked our tail. But guess what? We're in the playoffs. You're not. You're going to be sitting at home. So hello to all those Vikings fans. Hopefully that maybe a few of them are listening, that are listening on the couch at home right now. You're going to be doing the same thing when the Eagles are playing Sunday afternoon, sitting at home. Think they're going to be rooting for the Bears? Oof. That's a tough one. You know who they're going to be rooting for? I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't care who they're rooting for. Speaking of the Bears, man, tough matchup. Very. That is a very tough matchup. It is going to be a physical game. There, there are the NFC games: Dallas and Seattle, Philadelphia and Chicago. You want to talk about two like very physical, physical games? It's going to be tough. The Bears have a incredible defense. They've got a quarterback that can manage. They've got a great offensive-minded head coach. But I think there's a couple keys to victory that the Eagles can use in order to advance on to the divisional round. First of all, offensively. They have to be creative in the run game. The Bears have the number one ranked rushing defense. They've held uh, 10 of 16 opponents to 50 yards or less. Five times they've held an opponent's rusher 
to under 30 yards, only allowed two 100-yard rushers and the fewest rushing TDs in the NFL. Personally, I don't think that Josh Adams has the speed or the cut ability to really be effective in this game. You know, Wendell Smallwood's going to get his touches. Uh, I'm not sure that he's going to be a major factor. This might be the Darren Sproles game. This might be the Golden Tate game, where all of a sudden you're starting to use some jet sweeps, some screens. Doug's got to be very, very, very careful not to fall into the Doug Peterson trap, which is basically abandoning the run for the sake that it's not working. Gosh. Like you get, gosh, he says. <laughs> like you can't be throwing the ball, uh, you know, one, two, three and outs, take 30 seconds off the clock and put your defense back out there. You have to run the ball. You have to dedicate yourself to the run. But just understand you're going up against the league's number one rush defense, so you have to be a little bit creative in the runs that you use. Again, this might be the part where Darren Sproles shines, Golden Tate gets involved in some jet sweeps, and they use some creative ways to kind of misdirection. That's what you want to use. You want to use misdirection. You want to use Darren Sproles in this game because their run defense is nasty. Quick passing game, all right? You want to utilize a quick passing game. This is something that was used against the Philadelphia Eagles time and time again because Jim Schwartz relies so heavily on the front four getting home. An easy way to neutralize that front four, quick passing game. Eagles need to utilize that. Quick slants, quick uh, quick screen throws. Uh, the Bears are third in the NFL in sacks. So you have to, Nick Foles has to be able to read quickly and deliver the ball quickly to sort of neutralize that pass rush led by Khalil Mack. Because that, that is absolutely na- uh, nasty. High percentage throws. Uh, but with that being said, you have to be careful with the types of throws and the types of passes that you're running. Because the Bears' defense is number one in the NFL in interceptions. I mean, that's what made the Bears so successful this year, is the fact that they've been able to get after the quarterback and force the quarterback into making bad mistakes. Because that defensive backfield back there, they're ball hawks. And they set the, not only do they score, then they score on defense. They score a lot of touchdowns on defense. But they also put the offense in advantageous short field positions where they're able to score points. Their defense this year is really reminiscent of the Eagles last year. Yes! Just being really spontaneous with scores, taking advantage of situations, strong pass rush. It, 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 that's what it sounds like. It's the Eagles of last year. So you got to utilize your tight ends, wide receiver screens, running back screens, quick slant passes. The Bears and the Eagles both share a a, a common theme where they're both in the top three in time of possession. All right. The the reason why that is is because their defense gets you know the three and outs. Yeah, three and outs. Especially the Bears. The Bears are incredible at at doing that. So you want to be able to basically extend these drives, long drives, because I don't think the Bears are going to be able to outscore you or outduel you on the offensive side of the ball. Agreed. What they're able, what they're going to be able to do is get pressure on your quarterback, wreak havoc in the backfield, and and force you into get the ball back quickly, force you into turnovers so that their offense can go back. The offensive line has to play the game of their lives. More so than I think 
any other team in the NFC playoffs. The Rams have a nasty defensive line. They prove they can do it. The Dallas Cowboys have a nasty defensive line. You know, that hopefully, maybe, if the, if the cards get played right, we'll see them down the road. New Orleans Saints, not so much. This is the nastiest defensive line you're going to go against all year. So the offensive line has to play a lights-out game. They have to play the game of the season. And let's not overlook the Trey Burton effect. All right, just like uh, when Indianapolis came to town and Frank Wright came to town, right? They started to switch up some of the verbiage. I mean, Trey Burton kind of gets forgotten in all the conversations. The fact that this guy has played not only with Carson Wentz, but he's played with Nick Foles and found success with Nick Foles and was a major part of that Super Bowl run last year. You, If you don't think that Trey Burton right now is in the ears of the defensive players of the Chicago Bears and the defensive coordinator, you're fooling yourself. So you're going to have to kind of break away from some of the molds of the things the that you did. Yeah. The tendencies. This is going to be a big self-scouting game for Doug Peterson, making sure that he isn't like tipping his hand at things he's going to do because Trey knows all that stuff. Switch up the verbiage, switch up the run plans, stuff like that. Make sure that you're not doing what you're putting on film on a consistent basis and tipping your hand at, uh, at tendencies. Who do you think, though, has a bigger impact on their former team, Trey Burton or Alshon Jeffrey? I, w- I would say Trey Burton. Really? Yeah, because the best friend of a quarterback is their tight end. Trey Burton's been huge for them this year. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Bears aren't exactly a high-passing team. Their leading receiver is the running back. And their actual wide receiver who has uh you know you know who's catching the most ball, who has the most yards, he's under 700 yards. So it's not like they're killing you through the air with their wide receivers. They're killing you through your air, through the air with the running back and Trey Burton. Trey Burton has been huge for them. Alshon Jeffrey doesn't know Nagy's offense. He, he, he doesn't know. He's too, far, he's too far removed from that scenario to know any offensive tendency. Did you happen to catch Alshon's comments earlier, though? I did not. What did he say? Alshon had to say for himself. I, did, I, I uh, happened to see it too late, close to the show. Otherwise, I would have grabbed it. But Alshon Jeffrey said that Chicago was just a place that he worked. He loves Philadelphia. Ooh. I like that. Yes. It's a little bulletin board material-ish. I like but, I, but I, you know, I like it. He's coming, home. he's coming back to the workplace. Yeah. But he's with the home team. I'll be curious to see the split. What do you mean? Fan-wise. Oh, yeah. Fan-wise over there. Because I know there's a lot of people, 94 WIPs traveling out there, Green Legion's traveling out there. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see the split. But defensively, getting back to keys to victory about how how you beat the Chicago Bears. Keys to victory defensively, it's going to take a lot of discipline, especially on the defensive line. Because they like to use a lot of misdirection. If you look at some of the Chicago Bears highlights, you will lose track of the ball very easily. Because there is a they use misdirection more than any other team and more effectively than any other team in the NFL. So lane integrity, gap integrity, and basically containing seals around so you don't let plays escape. You've got you've to know that where they're going with where you think they're going with the ball isn't necessarily where they're going. They use misdirections uh, incredibly well. If I'm Jim Schwartz, I'm selling out on the run. I'm, I'm stacking the box. I'm selling out on the run. Make Trubisky beat you. You know, this is an inexperienced quarterback. He's had success this year, but in the postseason, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know about these bright lights. He doesn't know about the pressure, not the way Nikki Foles does. That's right. 
And again, the passing game, they're not killing you with their wide receivers. It's Trey Burton, it's the running backs, it's effectively moving the ball down the field, utilizing those kind of weapons. So make Trubisky beat you. Go ahead. Um, I, I was just wondering... How much we we know that Nick Foles is pretty much a uh, we prefer to have him in warm weather. So, do you think that the weather is going to be a factor in this game? I don't. I don't think so. I have the weather it's supposed to be about forty degrees. Yeah, forty degrees, which is uh, unseasonably warm for Chicago. Yeah, I mean the the weather. Yeah, forty three degrees last year against Atlanta at home in Philadelphia it was thirty eight degrees against the Vikings. Remember that was kind of a warm day. That was yeah. forty degrees. It's going to be warmer in Chicago in January than it was in the postseason in Philadelphia last year. So where, like, Nick Foles struggled a little bit. Remember though we were talking about yeah, those last Atlanta three game, games? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about the oh. regular season game. Oh, okay. Like, uh, the, the Giants game was kind, was kind of cold, but that Raiders game, yeah. Christmas game, and then the Dallas game, those were bitterly cold games. And Nick Foles struggled, albeit he only played one series in the Dallas game. He's not a cold-weather quarterback. But it being 43 degrees, and then if they can advance, you're back in a dome scenario. You know what I mean? Superdome. Superdome. But, or you're back in the Superdome, and then if you advance from there, you're either going to be in Los Angeles or in Jerry's world. So as far as the cold factor goes... You you, just got to worry about Chicago. You just got to worry about Chicago, and it's not going to be that cold. It's not going to be that cold. And lastly, key to the game on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball... Um, the sacks, they have to get home. They absolutely, positively have to get home. Because, again, they're using the short passing game to rack up the yards. They're basically do uh, what I'm explaining the offense should do, which is quick passes, slant screens, so on and so forth. The defensive line has to play the game of their life. If they can play against the Chicago Bears the way they played against the Washington Redskins, if Michael Bennett can get home like he's been getting home, if Fletcher Cox can be disrupting things the way he does, if you can get Chris Long and Timmy Jernigan into the game plan and getting after Trubisky, I guarantee you this guy's going to crack under the pressure. He's not ready for it yet. Not the way Nick Foles is. This is a winnable. This is going to be an incredibly tough game for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a tough, grind-it, knock-it-out game. But it's a winnable game. And again, going back to the intro, I can't use the words like impossible anymore. I can't use the words like can't anymore. Not with what I saw last year in the postseason under Nick Foles. And certainly not what I've seen this year. Not under- when you back them into a corner. They, that, they accomplish unbelievable things when you back them into a corner. The worst thing for the NFC or the remaining teams in the NFC playoffs was to see a confident, hot Philadelphia Eagles team defending the crown, feeling themselves, feeling that swagger back, led by Nick Foles, knowing they've been there. And they're playing with, seriously, they're playing with house money. Again. Yeah. To quote the great Kyle Brand of Good Morning Football, this team is most dangerous when nobody believes in them. And nobody believes in them right now. Nobody believed they'd even be at this point. But just like Malcolm Jenkins said, they're not opening door yet. They're kicking it down. Oh, they're kicking it down. Kicking it down. I was going to say that Vegas has uh, the Eagles at the lowest odds to win the Super Bowl so far this year at plus 3,000. Oh, that's they're, they're, they are the biggest underdogs to uh, to win the Super Bowl. This but that year. but that's the role that they need to play. Exactly right. That's the role. We got that, them right where we want them. The, that's the role that the Philadelphia Eagles thrive on is that underdog role like if you like if you're the Los Angeles Rams right now 
You've struggled the last three, four weeks. Yeah. Now, granted, you got a bye week to try to get your stuff together. Figure it out, yeah. But you're not going into the postseason. You're going into the postseason not feeling the way you did in the middle of the season. Right. You, you've got you got some hot question. at the wrong time, yeah. You got hot at the wrong time. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I honestly think the Dallas Cowboys got hot a little too early. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is look at the Super Bowl champion New York Giants teams and the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers teams of yeah. the past who got hot at the right time, entered into the playoffs as a wild card, and ran the table. That Giants team beat an undefeated Patriots team. As I'm pretty exactly. sure they were a wild card that team, that year as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're wild card teams that all they do is get hot at the right time. Yep. Listen, it is known in the NFL. This is common. If you're an NFL fan, you know this already. I'm not saying anything that you haven't already witnessed for yourself. Best team doesn't always win. Let me ask you guys something. It's the hot. It's it's the hottest team that wins, at least in the postseason, because it's all about matchups. Go ahead, Evan. I just want to ask you two about divine intervention. Do you guys believe <laughs> in divine intervention? Because there was something that I witnessed this past weekend okay. that, that made me believe in it. Go ahead. It was a game that had nothing to do with the Eagles, had nothing to do with the NFL. It was the Notre Dame-Clemson game, and a bald mm. eagle comes down and lands on a fan. They go and interview the fan afterwards. They ask him, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. A bald eagle comes out of nowhere and lands on you right in the middle of the stadium? Lo and behold, he's a <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles fan. Tell me that is not a sign from the gods that we are ready to make another run. Sign from the gods or not, you have to look at this Philadelphia Eagles team and for the first time, truly. Now, we've seen glimpses this season. We've seen the Eagles go and beat up on the New York Giants. Yeah, that's all well and good. We've seen them pull pull off a miracle in Los Angeles. That's all well and good. The last three games, really, if you look, one, two, three. This is the closest that we've seen from last year. This is the most confident oh, yeah. that this Philadelphia Eagles team has been all year. This is the most confident that Doug Pete Firing on all cylinders. Firing on all cylinders. But you can even see it in Doug Peterson's play calling. Yeah. When he's going for it. Before earlier in the season, he was going for it on fourth downs almost as an act of desperation to kind of light a fire. Yeah, hell, even in the home opener, he had to dust off the Philly special just to light a fire. You know when Doug's feeling confident in his team based upon the play calling. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing it now. The B, D, N, swag. That's that's exactly what it is. And if I I mean, just, just take a moment to appreciate Nick Foles right now. You know, in 2013, he throws seven uh, touchdowns against the Oakland Raiders, ties a record. 2017, he's the he's the first Super Bowl win in quarterback franchise history, first Super Bowl MVP in franchise history. This year, he breaks, coming off cold, by the way, yeah, yeah. as a backup, breaks the franchise single game record in passing yards with 471. And then this game, we didn't even realize it in the stands. We didn't even realize it. 25 straight completions, tying an NFL record that was just set, also set by Phillip Rivers. You remember how much they were talking up Phillip Rivers after he did that? How the national media was all on Phillip Rivers, Jock? I, I, sitting in the same with you guys, I had no idea he had that many completions in a row. No idea. There was a lot of dump balls, but still, you know, it all adds up. 25, 25 completions is 25 completions. I'll, I'll take it a little further because uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia's own Rube. Right? Rube Nose Podcast. Rube Nose. He, he threw out a couple stats, uh, stats out there. The calendar year of 2018 falls through for 90 third down passes. Completed 72 of them. 
So he was 72 of 90, 80% for 874 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of 135.8 on third down. Since opening day last year, Foles is the second most accurate passer at 68.4% behind only Drew Brees at 72.7. Talking about four percentage points. It may not be here, but that boy's going to get paid. It, oh man! Yeah, yeah, listen, dude. Don't I, talk I, about that yet. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that yet. I just want to absolutely enjoy the ride. Yeah. Uh, you know, with my fellow Eagles fans, and again, you can't use the words "impossible" no. or "can't" anymore. We're all O and O. You know, it was funny. I was I was thinking about it on the ride here, just the the progression, the roller coaster ride that was um, our, our predictions for the year when we when we first came out. In the beginning of the season, E-Rock was pounding the table. There is nothing above the repeat, right? which transformed into there is nothing above the division to making the playoffs. <laughs> and then ah, it was a fun year, guys. But now, E, I want to know, where do we stand? There is, is there anything above, above the, the repeat? repeat? There is nothing <laughs> above the repeat. Yes! Again. Yes. There is nothing above the repeat. It is, it, it is what we are once again refocused on. And, 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 and again, the, the, the weight of the regular season lifted off my shoulders. Oh, yeah. I feel like a new man. Mm-hmm. Who cares what ha- It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't nope. matter nope. anymore. We're 0-0. Oh yeah. We're 0-0. Oh oh. like, like, if we went into the... If, we, if the freaking Vikings won and or we lost on that drive home... How much would we be talking about the Carolina? That'd be that'd be just haunting me in my dreams. The Tennessee Titans game. Be frothing oh, at the mouth. Russell man. Douglas uh, bad ball. That oh, and then some act of God ends fourth up in Amari Cooper says, "Oh my God, oh my God!" It doesn't matter now. The slate is completely wiped clean. Oh, I love it. I I don't want to talk about Nick Foles yeah. and his future with the we've franchise. Got, we've got other times for that. I don't want to talk about any of that. What I do want to talk about is enjoying the game with my fellow Eagles fans. What are you guys feeling? Xfinity Life? You feeling Xfinity Life? I'm feeling it because I have never seen a live game in there. You've never seen a live I'm game? I'm either at the game. Trox has been busy going to all the games. I, I went to home the home or away. That is true. That is true. We've been to a... Yeah. I, put, I, I put up the, um, just as a year in review on my Twitter account, yeah. at Mighty Era. Yeah. It was beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah. just like in memoriam? Yeah. No, no, no. In, in a year yeah, in review. Gotcha. And just all the pictures from, like, the Falcons divisional playoff game. Viking. There were so many pictures. I didn't have enough, like, time. I couldn't pick a song, like, long enough yeah. to yeah. put it on there. But just the Gotta jer- put Freebird on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you, but just the, the, the entire journey. Uh, yeah, we have been to a lot of games, man. Went to, went to Tampa. We went to MetLife Stadium. Uh, we were down there in D.C. In, in this calendar year, excluding the Super Bowl, obviously, mm-hmm. what was your favorite Eagles game? I got to say the, the the moment we spent down there in Washington, in Washington. yeah, in Washington. Wow, I went, that, that I was trumps the, the Vikings NFC Championship game of last year. Oh, I thought we were excluding in this calendar of twenty eighteen. So all the playoff oh, besides games the, besides the uh, starting in the playoffs last no, 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 year. I, that, ex- clearly, it's the Vikings game. But if we're just wiping away anything that happened during the quote unquote two thousand seventeen season, yeah, and just focusing strictly on the two thousand eighteen season. Besides Dawkins going into the Hall of Fame, absolutely. Yeah. Last game was 
Like, it was so weird to be around all those Eagles fans in an opposing stadium, and we were all just kind of strangers. Like, we, my man JT Evans was uh, brought us down to his level. We were like seven rows behind the end zone. Yeah. You know, we knew him and Gale and Prime was there and Trox was there with his son. But you were just looking at strangers the way that Jack Nicholson looks in that gift from anger, uh, gift for anger management, just wide eyed and nodding his head and smiling. Just strangers, because uh, non-verbally you would look at each other like, do you believe this is actually happening? Is this really happening right now? I had the same vibe in L.A., honestly. When we sat in the lower bowl, that's how, on the Eagles sidelines, that's how many fans were around you. You had about yeah. maybe 10 out of 15 Eagles fans around you, uh, like collectively, and you just look around that whole bowl area. Yeah, all you see is Eagles fans left and right, and that's how I got in the LA game. That's the vibe I had there too, and that 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 was that was my favorite. Just game looking at each other, verifying to make sure that your that. eyes are saying the same thing. Oppo- yeah. op- opposing yeah. cities, opposing teams, and opposing fan bases must look when the schedule comes out sometime <laughs> in the spring. Must look at like. Philadelphia coming to town and just like oh god, except for the hotel owners. Hotel yeah, owners like oh, I, don't, I don't know. Business. Business. <laughs> well, have you seen some of those drunks down there? There's a couple destroyed, uh, destroyed hotel rooms. But they must be looking at like oh no, here come the Eagles fans because you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean name name a better traveled team in the last I, I don't know five years. You don't see Patriots no. fans no. taking over stadiums. Curious, o- Oakland okay. always had that that uh, reputation, but I mean they, they've fallen off as far no, as Pittsburgh I always had that reputation. Pitt, but that was yeah. from the towels. Pitt, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and as much as it pains me to say, Dallas were known as the big three traveling fan bases. Mm-hmm. Eagles fans have put everybody to shame. Name another. I defy you. Show me an example. I dare you to show me an example. One, yeah. Let alone like where, all the where consistent your fans are outnumbering consistently yeah. taking over stadiums. Yeah. Eagles fans, I got, once again, I got to tip my hat to you. You, we, make, we, you make me proud. We've made every almost every game a home game this year. You know, but yeah. with, with with how the, the stands have been. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Pre-show, I'm yeah. starting to enjoy road games more than being at home. Yeah. It's, it, I love it, man. You get, to, you get to do it in somebody else's house. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, what I mean, you're not you're, you're not sitting in traffic trying to leave Wells Fargo Center. You're not, they're already gone. No, nah, you're, 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 you're just looking at the opposing fans like, yeah, yeah. It's like hotel sex. It's like hotel sex. <laughs> It's like hotel sex. Speaking of those hotel owners, <laughs> I like, all right. Let's 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 get to uh, let's get to some game picks because you know it, it's a action packed wild card weekend. Yeah, we got the Colts at the Texans. The Texans are giving them four points. Trox, I'll go to you first. Colts at Texans. Who do you got advancing to the divisional round? I'm going to take the Colts because I think the Texans got exposed against us. Really, I, I I do. I really think the numbers add on the Texans. They had their streak, like you said earlier. Mm. People get right at the high, at the right time. I think they're cold right now, and the Colts are actually you know, they've been on playing on the wire the past few weeks, and they had to win to get in basically. So, you know, Hollywood. I'll go with the upset, Hollywood. I think uh, I ultimately think that the Colts are uh, are one year away from from making a run with Reich. I mean, his, okay. this, is, this is his first year with the team. I don't see them, and he did well turning that turning that organization around, getting into the playoffs. But uh, I see the Texans winning this game. I want the Colts to win, but I I think the Texans are going to win. 
Like, I, I want to see Frank Reich do well. I think those Indianapolis fans with waiting for, you know, the Andrew Luck injury to kind of heal itself and all the question marks over there and the miserable seasons that they've gone through when there's so much potential in the team. I want the Colts to win. I just think, you know, Tech, that's, that's a tough fact. They're a well-balanced team between defense and offense. This is those divisional opponents, man. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing the Bears have going for them this game is the fact that they don't have to play the Vikings for a third time. That's a tough ask. Definitely. Uh, let's go Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are minus a point and a half. Trox. Let's all just agree on one thing. <laughs> Cowboys, we want them to lose. But then again, this game, I think there's going to be a fluke penalty. And it's going to give the Cowboys a W on a, on a fluke penalty. Seattle Seahawks, Cowboys, one and done. Sayonara. Thanks for all the... Yeah. Almost slipped. <laughs> Thanks for all your trash talk. I'll see you next season. Interesting, interesting. As much as I would love to say that I think the Cowboys are going to be one and done and nothing would make my life happier than to see the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose because oh, it doesn't matter geez. if you sweep us or not. If we last longer than you do in the playoffs, it's all that matters. It, yeah, it's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, I do think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Uh, Trox, I would, I, I'd be curious to revisit that little statement right there and see if next week we aren't talking about a fluke penalty or the refs... Uh, no fumble! J- J- yeah, no clear recovery no or anything like that. On Sunday, before we see our beloved Eagles take on the Bears, we have the Chargers at the Ravens. Ravens are minus two and a half. Trox. Well, I, I honestly... I have the Ravens as my underdog in the AFC that... You look at that defense, and that's the punch you in the face defense right now it's got going on. If they get past the Chargers, I think they're going to do some damage. Mm. But then again, Phillip Rivers is playing lights out this year. So I think that might be the only overtime game of the weekend, and it might be a field goal to win that game. I like it. I like it. Hollywood? Um, I agree with you that I think Baltimore is a is a good underdog pick. However, I look at Lamar Jackson being a rookie QB going into his first playoff game. And I look at the long career of Phillip Rivers, and this is probably what we could all say, his last hoorah, probably, towards, towards, the, uh, towards the championship. I think um, I actually have, uh, in contrast to you, I actually have... Um, the Chargers as like my dark dark horse team in the AFC, so I got the Chargers win this game. I'm with you on that one. I mean, you look at the way they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Philip Rivers is playing cool, calm, and collected. He's playing like AFC Nick Foles. I mean, he's just making things happen on a historic rate. A career year for him. Uh, I think it's the Chargers, and just like you, Hollywood, I think that the Char. I would not be surprised at all if. Andy Reid ends up Andy Reiding in the playoffs, yep. and the Patriots, you know, I, I really think they're just about cooked at the end. Yep. Plus, I don't want to see the Patriots in another damn Super Bowl. I'm not, I want to be the foot that stomped them out. I, uh, <laughs> I I think, just like you, the Chargers could be the dark horse yeah. to make it all the way in the AFC. And then coming down, before we get on out of here, our beloved Philadelphia Eagles against the team that we were rooting on in the stands. At FedEx Field. Did you see that video? Let's go Bears. Yeah. All those Eagles fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ain't How that... quickly that turned around. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Uh, by the way, we're coming to your house to, to stick it to you guys. Trox, give it to me. 23-20. Birds. 20 birds. I like it. Yeah. Hollywood. I, I agree, Trox, that it's going to be a... Uh, I, I don't see it being a shootout. I see it being a slow-scoring game. 
I see a uh, I see a twenty two to seventeen birds victory. Twenty two to seventeen. You know, once upon a time last year, story time, boys and girls. <laughs> once upon the t- uh, once upon a time last year, the Eagles had to go up against the number one ranked defense in the league. Yes, they did. They had to go against a team that had a dominant defense that they, they thought they were going to shut down the Philadelphia Eagles. They went, they went up. Tell me what happened. <laughs> you know what happened. How many points did they put up on? Listen, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is not only do I think the Eagles win, but I think the Eagles win by a landslide. I'm going to go out Whoa! and say, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I think it's going to be one of those statements games that open up the eyes of the rest of the NFC and the NFL and say, oh my God, this Eagles team is actually for real. Holy crap. And scares the crap out of every other team in the NFC to the point where like, when they come, like it's no, you're going to see those point spreads get real close. I think this is a statement game for the Philadelphia Eagles that they are here, they are here to compete, and they're not here to just be one and done, two and done, make the NFC Championship game. They are here to absolutely, positively defend the crown because there is nothing above, above the, the repeat. Eagles win. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Thirty-one. 17. BDN swag. BDN swag. <laughs> so hopefully we will see you. We will see you at Xfinity Live. We're all going to be partying there, watching our beloved birds advance. And then we'll be back here at a normally scheduled time of Tuesday night to get back to talk about the divisional round. Boys and girls, we are in the dance. Let's do it, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Good observation. Or donkey. Dang, that's kind of dope. Yes, you did. Let's talk about these Eagles fans. He's in. Touchdown. Hey, tell me how good this feels right now. Tell me how good this feels. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.